the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer. We are practicing Friday. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you. And the vote counting, tallying, recounting, and vote, cha- well, legal challenges continue right. to mount up this week. And the counting, uh, specifically in the state of Georgia, which has not been called, uh, certainly not been certified yet by the state elections officials or the Secretary of State, has not been, the Associated Press has not called Georgia. And speaking of Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger in the state of Georgia, he announced yesterday they're going to do a hand recount. Now, you got to be old like me to remember to the year 2000 to the last time we heard hand recounts of right. all the ballots in the state of Georgia. I guess it's about 0.3 of one percentage point that separates President, Close. former Vice President Biden and President Trump. Yesterday, you talked about Raffensperger. This is what he had to say announcing this full recount. Remember, this has to be done by November the 20th when their election results have to be certified. And don't think Georgia is out of steam just yet because they are also the battleground for a Senate runoff, actually two Senate runoff races between uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler and uh, her opponent and Senator David Perdue and his opponent. Here is Raffensperger talking about the recount. At 1 p.m. today, I will make the official designation of which race will be the subject of the RLA. At that time, I will designate that the RLA will be the presidential race. With the margin being so close, it will require a full by-hand recount in each county. This will help build confidence. It will be an audit, a recount, and a recanvas all at once. It will be a heavy lift, but we will work with the counties to get this done in time for our state certification. Many of these workers will be working plenty of overtime. We have all worked hard to bring fair and accurate counts to assure that the will of the voters is reflected in the final count and that every voter will have confidence in the outcome. Now. That is the Secretary of State of the state of Georgia. And uh, the hand recount, that as you mentioned, Jennifer, we talked about the certification date yesterday or the day before. It is November 20. That is, by the way, a week from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And there are right now counted with 99% of the precincts reporting in the state of Georgia, there are, uh, well, there's about 5 million votes, just under 5 million votes. And the difference between the two candidates is 14,000 votes. It's a lot of votes to hand recount in eight days or seven even, really. That's right. Lots of workers, lots of overtime. I guess it pays to be in the vote counting business if you're in the state of Georgia. I heard that. (laughs) Rudy Giuliani is uh, one of the folks leading uh, the legal effort for the Trump campaign. He spoke yesterday on Fox Business Network and talked about some of the things that he's been seeing and about some of the subject matter that is going into these lawsuits that are being filed. A few more, I think maybe three or four filed yesterday. There's supposed to be some more filed today. And uh, Giuliani starts off talking about Michigan and uh, just what the fraud looks like in that state. Take a listen. 
I have a whole group more lawsuits to bring like that. We brought another one late last night. I guess maybe it didn't get as much attention. In some ways, it's bigger than Pennsylvania. It's the one in Michigan. The one in Michigan, the same thing, about right. 320,000. However, the one in Michigan has some very, very interesting uh, witnesses. One witness is an employee of the city, a Democrat, who became so incensed and upset with what she called massive cheating that she decided she would give an affidavit. She, um, they started training her in September. She said they started training her to cheat. They taught her how to eliminate uh, signatures that didn't look good, how to file ballots even if they didn't have signatures, yeah. how to find places to get people who aren't registered registered by going to the to the registration book, mm. finding a person who hadn't registered in a long time, or putting in a new name. That's Rudy Giuliani talking about some of the legal challenges in Michigan. I was really going to, is that really former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, the, the, the mayor, brand new mayor of New York City who spoke at my college commencement? Yeah, well, he's ceremony. on Skype right now. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's, 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 uh, it sounds to me like these, uh, you know, the neighbors over the back fence. Hey, do you hear the one about the machines? No, it's in Michigan, Motor City. I would like to hear with this a little more, and we've got here the testimony of and the video of, and it really sounds a little bit like, forgive me, and I, uh, you know, said, hey, psst, psst, do you hear this one? They're, they're, yes, they threw machines into into uh, into uh, into the some swamp. I know it's odd because he's a swamp getting the swamp. They threw him in the swamp. I mean, they're all like a little out there. This I don't way. know. I think that maybe, maybe, however you handle Rudy's delivery, you hear the story well, from the woman who is a whistleblower in Michigan. And there are a couple of whistleblowers in the state of Michigan. So this evidence is being looked at right now. There are lawsuits that have been filed in the courts and uh, they'll start having to present evidence and defend all of that. He continued to talk about 650,000 unlawful ballots cast in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh alone, and more from Rudy Giuliani. We're ready to go. I mean, we could go to trial tomorrow. Uh, I don't think the uh, state is ready to go to trial. They uh, clearly corralled Republicans, put them there like animals, wouldn't let them see any of the right. uh, ballots that were being counted. We now are up to a count of about 650,000 ballots that are unlawful ballots that were cast in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Um, no doubt about the fact they're unlawful. The law, the law set by the state legislature that under the Constitution gets to govern presidential elections was that every ballot had to be observed by a Republican and a Democrat. Well, none got observed by a Republican. I, I wonder, um, seriously, observed when? Observed when during it's the being counting. counted? During mm-hmm. the counting. But if that's the law, wouldn't you expect both the Trump team and the Biden team and any other candidate in that state's team would be standing by and stand by yeah. and ready to count but, and witness the count when it's when it commences. So one of the things people said, oh, well, President Trump said to stop the vote. No, President Trump said to stop the vote days after the election when their workers were not being allowed in. And this is in the state, actually, particularly not just in the state of Pennsylvania, but in the city of Philadelphia, where it became a big problem once. And they had a court order. Remember, they mm-hmm. took it to yes. court. Yes. They had an injunction from a judge they were supposed to be allowed back in and then they put up a piece of wood plywood in front of them to keep them away and blocked away from these uh, these poll or 
from the uh, from the counters. Yep. So there is some definite, uh, again, whether you call this irregularity, you call this fraudulent behavior, for Pennsylvania to certify their results, they need to make sure that those results were arrived at following all of the laws of the of the state. I understand that and it was the Trump uh, it was the Trump legal team we talked about it here on the morning answer Jennifer and 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 I had this conversation about uh I believe I know it was Michigan where President Trump's legal team asked them to stop the count and people said well stop the count and the reason in, the, in Michigan was that they believed that they were counting illegal votes, so mm-hmm. at that or illegal ballots that that shouldn't be regarded as votes. So at that point, the lawyers, quite literally, it's not a disparagement. They want to cease any counting because they want to first. They will tell you, determine which ballots are legal, which are illegal, and then only count the ones deemed legal. That's right. And that was the effort in Michigan. The president's team, for the most part, here eight days, nine days after has had more failures in court than success as of right now. And we'll see what this week's lawsuits will do. There have been a ton that have been uh, that have been filed this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Also want to remind you, sign our petition. We are looking to verify the election. All of Salem Radio getting together on this. You can sign it right now, am870theanswer.com. I know you've been hearing about Midas Gold Group here on AM870 for a while now. It's because I've been telling you about them. They're right here in Thousand Oaks, and I am so happy to recommend their great services. Midas Gold Group is the number one veteran-owned gold and precious metals dealer in the country. So if you're buying or selling gold, silver, or precious metals, go meet these guys. Do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals. And did you know that they also offer gold IRA service? With the recent volatility in the stocks, many investors are using a little-known structure that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. 805-601-6000. Tell them Jennifer Horn sent you. 805-601-6000 for Midas Gold Group. Joe Biden picks his chief of staff. will tell you who made the cut. As your Thursday morning answer continues. <laughs> Telling Rudy Giuliani to shake his band band to Pennsylvania and find some votes. Get out of here. Shake your band band. Now you're talking. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. Our executive producer, Katie, who is stellar. We call her the enforcer because she constantly keeps the two of us in line. And, uh, you know, but she got one wrong today. I'm sorry. She she absolutely gets the morning answer buzzer. That's because she did not play the appropriate entrance music for our friend Stephen Moore. He is our chief economist here on the morning answer. He joins us every single Thursday. He is shaking his bonbon, truly. That's right. But his moneymaker, shaking he, his moneymaker because he, he's the money guy. Author of Trumponomics, he uh, serves as one of President Trump's uh, top economic uh, advisors. He's part of the Economic Recovery Council. And he joins us right now. Stephen, a good Thursday morning to you. 
Good morning, guys. By the way, have you noticed that, you know, since I got the job as your chief economist, the stock market's up 30%. Well, it's That's all because of you. It's that. it's like We're our magic money for connection. We're making money for everybody. <laughs> See, I wanted to ask you about that. Make, make money show. That's yeah, right. It's a, it's a moneymaker money maker hour with Stephen Moore. Yeah, question about, you mentioned the market being up 30%. You're right. Since, uh, since you came along, yes, but in yeah. the last couple of days we saw, you can explain a rally with the vaccine of COVID-19, the Pfizer and German company 90 percent effective not approved yet but there was a there was a wall street rally but now that seems to have gone away is that typical when there's medical breakthrough news like that and a fall off pretty quickly well uh, that's a good question of course we haven't had a medical breakthrough like this in 50 years so we don't have any observations but you know if you're going back to the polio vaccine you know I, i have to check what happened in the market with that one uh but uh I, look, I think the market is is you know on a tear because the economy is on the mend. It's not just the vaccine; it's it's the good news that keeps coming out. Even some good news today on the unemployment claim numbers that came out about an hour numbers. ago. Tell us about those oh, it's numbers. But but Steve, well, I also I want you to tell us about that. But then close your ears, Brian, because a couple of Trump supporters <laughs> needs to. We need to talk. We need to commiserate. So I want to hear about the job numbers. But Steve, let's talk about what's happening yeah. and the recount because we have a lot more information today yeah. than yeah. we did we last week. And I have talked to a lot of people who are not crazies, who are not conspiracy theorists. Still have my head? I'm over here in the corner. Just I, relax. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll, right. we'll call. Okay, guys, hold on. But there are a lot of real claims being made here. There are some legal efforts and challenges being launched by the Trump campaign. What do you think is going to happen here? So uh, I, we think we still have a chance in Arizona and Georgia of actually winning those, you know, without sure. any kind of recount or, you know, th- those are really close. And in fact, I, I was with some um, people, I was with the Arizona um, Speaker of the House yesterday, and she was saying that, uh, you know, there's still so over 20,000 uh, ballots to count. These are the provisional ballots and the military ballots. And they think they've got about a 50-50 chance of overtaking the lead on that, which would be amazing, by mm-hmm. the way, because can Fox I, News... You can, can come, I back. come back in yet? Tonight. Can I come back in yet? You, you can know, come back, yes. ...that Arizona was was in the Biden camp. It, that, that state is going to be decided, my prediction, within 5,000 votes one way or the other. That's wow. how razor tight it is. And then same thing in Georgia. It's so close. Biden has the lead right now, but that could potentially be erased as well. If that happens, then it all all eyes turn to George. I mean, to Pennsylvania, because Trump would still have to win Pennsylvania. That one's within a half a percent. It's amazing. We had a hundred and what forty million votes. I know. Cast, and it's coming down to like five or ten thousand votes. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's incredible. Point oh oh five percent. So uh, my view is, if Trump doesn't win one of those two states. Uh, it's going to be, you know, very tough, and he's going to have to start thinking about, you know, throwing in the towel here. But I, I also don't think there should be this rush to judgment. By the way, I hate to tell you guys this, but CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post and the New York Times don't determine who the next president is. I know. <laughs> of course not. They right. don't. They don't, they're not the ones who decide the electors do. So they're shocked right by now, that, by the way, Steve. Logical. Yeah, it's news to them. <laughs> Steve, may I ask you a question? And we do want to get to the joblessness and the unemployment. Seven hundred. The economy seems to be healing, even according to an AP report, right? So that says something. Uh, Question: You're you you are an insider. You're an economic advisor, and I mean that as a compliment. Actually, you're an economic top advisor to President Trump. Asking you to, and if by the way, if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Question: Really, my friend. 
on the inside, the folks who are in there working with the president, we hear reports here on the outside looking in and asking questions about what the tenor and the mood might be in and around the president with regard to this legal challenge, uh, with regard to whether there's a victory or defeat, leaving the White House in January or staying. Do you want to describe that or not? Well, I'd, I'd tell you the answer to that, except I'd have to kill you then. So. Well, then we <laughs> that's all right. Go ahead. Look, I think they're realistic. I mean, you know, they realize it's not a, you know, that it's it's probably going to be Biden, but it isn't over. And, you know, number one, there are still votes to be to be counted. Yes. And number two, you know, there are these um, allegations. And right now they're just allegations of fraud should be investigated. They just should. We, yeah. you know, dead people. I'm from Illinois. We're, we perfected the idea of, of uh, you know, in Chicago of, of dead people voting. <laughs> right. right. It determined that, an election for Kennedy. <laughs> exactly. So um. I think the, the mood is somber over there. You know, they realize that the window is, is, is shutting and that, that they need some kind of a victory in Arizona, Georgia to, to, I think, move on. Um, I think give it another week. I mean, what, what is this rush to judgment? You right. know, when you're within point zero zero five percent, you know, it makes sense to, you know, for the good of the country, you know, so that Republicans will actually accept the results that we actually, you know, count every vote and, and also try to find the fraudulent vote. So I think that's where things are at right now. I mean, uh, Trump, they're not going to have to, you know, pry Trump out with, you know, uh, yeah, I think with, that's uh, with a, with a, you know, if he if he's clearly the loser, he will be. But it's, it's not done. And now on the economy, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I'm frustrated as a Trump guy because I truly believe if the election were t- tomorrow, Trump would win because this economy is just, you know, you have the news of the virus uh, vaccine and then you have the news on the economy just getting better and better and better. And uh, this has been one of the great recoveries from a recession in the history of the country. We got the unemployment rate down to below 7 percent in six months. You know how long it took Obama and Biden to get the unemployment rate down to below 6%? It took them almost six years. Right. So this has been a spectacular V-shaped recovery. And I'm, I'm really frustrated because I feel like, you know, as I said last week, we're, we've been riding on the back of Secretariat. Now we're going to change horses. I don't well, understand the logic of it. And Steve, especially, and we've only got a few seconds here with you, but yeah. especially when you hear the idea being floated that they want a four to six week national shutdown, a lockdown. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what is yeah. that going to do to throw I, us out I of whack? I said that, that, you know, that, that would be catastrophic for the economy. And, it, and by the way, lockdowns do not work. Lockdowns do not work. Clearly, we're in uh, California, I mean, we, still locked down, and we still have cases I, spiking. I am in California right now. Well, why aren't you here? Wait a minute. Hold on a second <laughs> here. We're in the, in the studio. Steve. <laughs> San Diego, are you in, are you, where in San Diego are you, my friend? Are you in the city of San Diego, or are you in... Tory Tory Pines in to, uh, Oh, of course I should have known the golf is great. Get, get a little golf in right. and you know, so this is you know, this is my respite after <laughs> three months of exhaustion exhaustion on the campaign. But uh, anyway, all is good in America. I think, you know, people just want a fair and uh you know, a fairer outcome here. Yep, and give it uh, time. let's get to that and then let's get on with it. And Absolutely. then all eyes turn to Georgia. That's right. The Senate race is on <laughs> Georgia. Jennifer, we need you to move to Georgia for two months. Hey, we'll I'm there. I, you know. We'll change your name to Georgia. Georgia <laughs> Horn. Everybody's moving to Georgia so they can vote there. I'll, I'll go if I have to, you hey. know, and I'll send all my dead relatives, apparently. The song is not called Georgia on my mind for no reason. That's right. Stephen Moore, you're the best. Enjoy your time off. It's well-deserved. And if you're in the L.A. city it's limits, you, I know, it's of course it is. Welcome to California. It's 46 It's degrees. warming up. Give it a couple of days. But if you're ever in L.A. County, you better 
come see us. All right. Oh, Stephen, you better believe it. Stephen Moore, right, follow him right you. now at Stephen Moore on Twitter, economic advisor to Donald Trump, author of Trumponomics. Get that book if you haven't gotten it. As we continue, some very nice support for Donald Trump. Your Donald Daily Download is next on your Friday Morning Answer. Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's... Brian, you are one handsome damn man, if you can say that on radio. Uh, I was waiting for the conversation to turn to this. Tell me more. Look, you've got nice stuff, too. Um... Well, anyway, this is the morning answer. (laughs) I love that one. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, every day at 7.36. We're 30 seconds late. It's Uh Donald Daily Download. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. Believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius, okay? I watch my words very, very closely. The Donald Daily Download. That has got to be sped up. It has to be. Yeah. I normally am sure to down here. Don't you like having Sam in the theater? The chipmunks come up. Listen, I mean, look, we got it. I mean, I'll do it. This is normal Trump. Normal Trump. I normally, people don't know this. I choose my words very carefully. Now play what we have. Very carefully. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. Believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius. Okay? I watch. What, they, what they didn't tell me is that that significant treatment for COVID I took had one of the side effects. One of the side effects, you get very excited. That's from the Regeneron, right? Regeneron, it's great, but you get thinking very quickly. Should we have a kind and gentle Donald Daly download today? I think it would be nice to bring in some names of people who maybe are throwing their support behind President Trump and uh, not only his presidency, but certainly his uh, his right, his legal right to challenge some of these results. Let's start with one of our favorites. And I say our favorites because we both love Bob Dole. I love Bob Dole. He uh, was a candidate for the presidency himself. 1996. Won the Republican nomination. He did. I have a sticker. 15%. (laughs) Big tax cut across the board. 15%. He was fantastic and is fantastic and is still thriving and spoke on Veterans Day about what President Trump has done for our armed forces. Our president, by doing what he did in the military areas, that assured us we're going to be the strongest country military for years and years. And that's going to be a big factor in determining what happens around the world. And we far exceed Russia or China or anyone else as far as military preparedness is concerned. Correct. Look at that. Bob Dole with some praise for President Trump on the military. Yeah. uh, By the way, some Praise for Bob Dole on the military. At 19 years old, Bob Dole uh, answered the call of duty. He was uh, he joined the reserves. He asked to be placed on active duty. Yeah. Bob Dole is a hero and, of course, lives with injuries uh, from his service. So, But little... he still sounds great, doesn't he? And sharp. He I, I mean, I think he sounds fantastic. He's uh, well into his 90s. He's 97 years old. So uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful man. Let that sink in. He's doing good. Thank you, Bob Dole, for your service. All right. Uh, also uh, in the Trump camp, John Voigt, who is an actor, the father of Angelina Jolie. He released a video yesterday in support of President Trump. A couple of clips to listen to here. He said he's disgusted with the lie that Biden has been chosen as president-elect. My fellow Americans, I stand here with all that feel as I do, disgusted with this lie that Biden has been chosen. 
as if we all don't know the truth. And when one tries to deceive, we know that one can't get away with it. There will be a price to pay. Now, that, that, that's Sean Boyd, right? That? That's, that's John Boyd. That's his first on-camera appearance in 27 years. Oh, that's not work. true. Oh, Boytman, you're mean. Stop. You were mean. He's a, to- he's a working he's a actor. actor. See The Champ. The Champ is a great movie. Here's more from uh, the video released yesterday in support of President Trump. The ones who are jumping for joy now are jumping toward the horror they will be in for. Because I know that the promises being made from the left to the American people will never come to be. My friends of all colors, races, and religions, this is now our greatest fight since the Civil War, the battle of righteousness versus Satan. Yes, Satan. What? Because these leftists are evil, corrupt, and they want to tear down this nation. We must not allow this. I Get him, John. Was gonna be, I thought you said it was going to be a kinder and gentler Donald Daly download. Yeah, to President John Trump, Bo- not to you. Oh, to President <laughs> Trump. He turned into the church lady. My what? friends, I hope you – know, he did. He, uh, you heard what he said. My friends, I hope you're all listening. We have a call here between righteousness and Satan. It's because he's dialed in. And he's dialed in. He knows what's going on, and he knows that it is just a distraction to split Democrats and Republicans. He that is Satan. brainwashing done by – Yeah, evil Evil Ooh, exists. Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's what he said. That's the far leftists. He didn't say Joe Biden and the Democrats. He said leftists. And There's no comments about Biden in the election. Hmm? I thought it should be kinder and gentler. And you guys called yeah, us to safe. Trump. I'm just saying. He says, yeah. keep your eyes open. Keep your right. eyes peeled, my friends, right. because right. there's some evil at play here. Right. And, um, it, and I don't know where it could have possibly It's more be. than the distraction of just Trump and know. Biden, more than the distraction of Democrats and Republicans. That is what we're being brainwashed to believe, that this is somehow political division at play. No, no. This is about fundamentally transforming the country. All righty. And where might they be hiding those votes? I just don't know. Maybe Pennsylvania? That's right. Okay. <laughs> Say it's a church lady or not. Say, I know. All right. In the Donald Daily Download, I also want to take a minute to tell you about an effort that you can do to help our Donald, our Donald okay. Trump, our president. Okay. Right now, Salem Radio across the country is coming together. We're asking all of our hosts to be involved with this. So you'll hear about this on Dennis Prager's show. Hugh Hewitt was talking about it this morning. Seb Gorka will be talking about it. Larry Elder as well. We're doing a Verify the Election campaign. Oh, yes. I have a meeting for this at 910. This all you morning. have to do is sign the petition and uh, you add your name, your zip code and uh, you ask your elected officials to verify the election. We're putting this all together. You can sign right now, am870theanswer.com, and uh, we appreciate you doing that. Hey, look, and it's not it doesn't have to be a Republican Democrat. You don't have to think one way to want votes right. secure. I appreciate Just that. Just verifying the election, free and fair, that's all we want. Brian, this quarantine that we're going through has really put a kibosh on people getting some medical procedures, but I am happy to tell our listeners who suffer from neuropathy that our friend, the nerve MD, Dr. Shulian, is considered an essential service provider and has his office open to help people live pain-free during this challenging time. Neuropathy is that maddening numbness, tingling, and burning in your feet, your legs, arms, or hands without treatment. It's a nerve disease. It only gets more painful, and it could 
be hard to walk or use your hands if it goes on. So we're thankful that Dr. Shulian is still providing treatment that's aimed at reversing the symptoms of neuropathy. He always says that most patients have the potential to have nerves regenerate. The key to treatment is to find the real problem that's causing the nerve injury. So if you're experiencing neuropathy, numbness, weakness, tingling, or pain in your feet, your legs, your arms, your hands, during this health crisis, call our friend Dr. Shulian at 877-88-NERVE. He's here to help you get the pain relief you need. Insurance and regular Medicare accepted. Call 877-88-NERVE. That's 877-88-NERVE. Is a new coronavirus shutdown just around the corner? We'll tell you as your Thursday morning answer continues. Brian Whitman's voices. Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the morning answer. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn here with you. And uh, we know the vote count is still on. Legal challenges underway. A hand recount currently taking place in Georgia. And, of course, all eyes on that Georgia Senate race, which we will talk about in a few moments. All of that being said, Joe Biden is still planning for his transition. He is still working towards what a Biden administration will look like. We've talked about some of the people he's uh, tossed around as a possibility for a cabinet position. That's right. Including Bernie Sanders, Secretary of Labor. Mm. I would like to know that. Man, but he did pick his chief of staff yesterday. If he is, if he is inaugurated, if he does take office January twentieth, right? Joe oh, this Biden real cliffhanger. This real cliffhanger. We're going. Never to. know. Joe Biden announced yesterday that Ron Klain right. is his White House chief of staff. He talked about their long history of working together on the economy and on the Ebola public health crisis. He has worked across the aisle. At least that's according to the Biden team and his role on Biden's chronic virus task force are the signals of the type of leadership that he wants to bring into the White House. He was the editor of the Harvard Law Review. He worked in the White House as chief of staff to Biden during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And he also worked in the Clinton administration as the chief of staff to then Vice President Al Gore. That's right. Ron Klain. Uh, no, no. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, Ron Klain is uh, is someone you would expect would be selected by Vice President-elect. Wow, he's a shock jock. Whitman shocking Vice us. Vice President-elect? Oh, oh my, aren't those three of the seven dirty words you can't? We just call him the former vice president, or we Uh, could. Yeah, the former vice president. Some people call him president. President and former vice president, president in waiting is an odd point for him, I'm sure. And waiting and waiting. And waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. How about Christmas of next year, 2021? Look, Ron Klain's a typical choice because he is a guy with experience serving Democratic presidents and vice presidents. So he will be. Joe Biden's chief of staff in the White House, if, of course, Jennifer, on, as all of this wraps up, as I think expected might be the way to say it here. But uh, Joe Biden also moving forward with this uh, COVID-19 plans and all of his uh, all of his uh, COVID task force assembling that happened this week. And we heard uh, in California, maybe some closing going on of some stuff. Not even in California. This is across the country. So let's talk about this coronavirus task force that Joe Biden is putting together. First of all, it involves uh, Zeke Emanuel. Remember we talked about yesterday, we were like, oh yeah, architect of Obamacare. Duh, it's Rahm Emanuel's brother. That's why we didn't, no. we didn't, we left that part out. And he is one of the guys who said that if there is a vaccine, as it looks like there will be from Pfizer, that he recommends we give it to the rest of the world before we take care of America. And uh, I, and I just started having flashbacks to 
a globalist Obama administration compared to a an America first Trump administration. In any case, there's a new piece of news to make you go. Michael Olsterholm is at University of Minnesota, expert on infectious disease. He is one of the advisors to Joe Biden on coronavirus. And he floated the idea yesterday of a national, nationwide coronavirus lockdown in an effort to, as he say, says, reign the illness. This would be a four to six week lockdown that he floated to his teammates yesterday. Okay. So what do you think? 855-785-8255 is the number to call. 855-785-8255. I think it's a horrific idea, but Brian, you start. Okay. Uh, I uh, we, we, A lot of numbers. Four to six week lockdown. 855-785-8255. I think you can't talk about COVID-19 without this number. 995 thousand cases right here in California. 49 are the states where the number of cases are growing. 10.3 million confirmed infections in this country and over 240,000 deaths. These numbers are moving in the wrong direction. And here, 855-785-8255. I mean, really, I, I understand. I do understand. I truly, I think you know this. I do understand the impact that the closures are having. I do feel the, we, we all have very dear friends who can't open their businesses. And it's horrible. Horrible, grim, morbid are these numbers of illness and passing. And the transmission increasing in 49 states. I know it's not an undercover COVID thing. If we're going to talk about the closures and the numbers and the impact, I want to. But we ought recognize the way the numbers of illnesses and cases and, and, and mortality is going. I mean, I it's unfortunate, there are, it's unfortunate w- to say the very least. There are a lot of cases. There are a lot of people who have died and a lot of people who have been sick. Get it. It's very Us, contagious disease. You and me. Right. COVID twins. Get it. I, I get it. I know you got it. But I also know. You gave it know, to me. You got it so good you gave it to me. I like to pass around and share. I also understand that there are a lot of people who are suffering right now because of their economic situation. There are a lot of people who are losing their homes. There are a lot of people who are losing their businesses. There are a lot of people who are losing everything that their families, and I mean families, generations of people have worked for now that we're entering nine months uh, of lockdown. I mean, this is a little COVID baby here. This is someone going out of work for the time it takes to create a human life and deliver it to the planet. And uh, to have an, to have someone come forward from uh, a potential Biden administration and say, we need need four to six more weeks of this. I don't think the nation has an appetite for it. And I don't know. I don't know why. If if lockdowns aren't working places, why they would think the solution to this problem is more lockdowns. I think that's a fair observation and a very important question that we have to answer with the lockdowns and with the reopenings and the false starts and the subsequent closures after the reopenings, we are seeing the numbers go up. I mean, this morning on a Thursday, 49 states have increasing have increasing case numbers. So I agree with you. It feels like 
for all that folks are doing, uh, we still have numbers going up. However, we talk about fatigue. Uh, a nation gets a war weary. Uh-huh. Does a nation get pandemic weary and stop doing the things that wearing a mask, for example, other things that would limit one's ability to transmit or receive the infection. I, 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 I what's feel going like on if, here, if you know? masks work and that's what everybody's telling us, the masks work. Then people are wearing masks. Why are we seeing these numbers go up and why do we have to shut things down if people are required to wear masks? Jim, in Venice, you're on the Morning Answer with Brian and Jen. Hi. Yeah, there is an article today saying that people are getting together in small groups more. Um, The little poker clubs and that type of thing. So there is a major media report today that that's uh, involved with the spike. People are wearing the masks where I'm at, so I think what it is, I think it's just more casual people getting together. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. The other thing is I think a lockdown might be great if you're in a big corporation and you're fairly safe for a few months, but if you're really out there day-to-day, it's got to be terrifying. I'm not one of those people, but I do ponder it sometimes. It has to be a terrifying prospect to go back to March when that was a pretty scary time. So I'm against it. Not a good move. There's other ways. Reinforce the public service announcement. Tell people to lock down a little more. Don't get laughed. But squeezing the economy, not a good move. I just, I think there are so many people who are suffering. We have to weigh the cost of all of this. Well, now it's an important word. Use the word suffering. You're referring to economic suffering. Uh, uh, what about the numbers? Mental speak- illness, too. I'm not just thinking of economic. Uh, understood, by the way. And and yesterday, very real anxiety, depression, insomnia in many people more likely who have had COVID and people who have not had COVID. The circumstances of the closures are creating, uh, obviously, a spike in substance abuse. And you're right, Jennifer, depression, et cetera. But people are suffering economically. I understand that. And my goodness, it's horrible. It's horrible that people are suffering physically. Their very body is suffering and the numbers are going up. So should, I guess I'll just ask and then I'll be quiet. With the numbers going up, is the response to do nothing different or is it to do things differently? Well, I think doing something different would be opening things up and taking some risk because we have been closed down in this state and our cases are still going up. We've been wearing a mask, so it's not working. Shutdowns and masks are obviously not working, so let's try something else. And otherwise, they need to get their story straight because – Well, the masks are – the scientists, the doctors say the masks – Then open things up and let everybody wear a mask. I I just don't understand that why – there would be that that desire to try to close everything down once again. New polling out suggests a certain portion of Americans don't believe that Joe Biden has won the election yet. How many do you think it's a majority? As Thursday, Morning Answer continues.